Good evening, brethren, and welcome to the night to be much observed. On the Hebrew calendar, of course, this is the night portion of Nisan, the 15th, the beginning of the first day of unleavened bread. It is a night of great meaning, and it's a night of great purpose. And certainly for a physical Israel, it was. But what of the church today? How important is it that we be here this evening? We as God's church, as the called out ones out of this world, have embarked on a journey, haven't we? Each one of us. The Bible, in fact, terms this world as a type of spiritual Egypt or sin. So this is what we are leaving. And this calling out of this world is a miracle, really. It really is, where God had to be involved with our lives. There's just no other way. Where God, in fact, opened our minds to his wonderful truths, allowing us to see the very purpose in life as to why we are here and to what, as to what God is doing. But it starts with a calling. It starts with opening our minds. It involves repentance. It involves acceptance of Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And, of course, entering into that covenant of baptism and the receiving of God's Holy Spirit, which enables us to complete that journey. So that is our starting point. And ancient Israel themselves had their starting point when they left Egypt. And it involved obeying God. It involves staying in their homes the night portion of Nisan, the 14th, till the morning. It was the time of Passover. But last evening, though, brethren, all baptized members of God's church celebrated the memorial of the New Testament Passover with the symbols introduced by Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians 11, he made reference to those uh, to that time, and he made reference to the symbols where he said that on the same night that he, Jesus Christ, was betrayed, the night portion of the 14th of Nisan, he introduced new symbols of unleavened bread and wine, of course, representing his broken body and shed blood. And we learned about that uh, last night at the Passover. Christ is our Passover lamb. And by acceptance of his sacrifice as the lamb of God, our sins have been passed over or forgiven or else we would still be in our sins. And this is why we cannot go to the Father except through Jesus Christ. So what we... Spiritual Israel did last night, brethren, was in remembrance of what Christ did for us. An incredible, selfless sacrifice we remembered and memorialized last evening. But, of course, that represents only the beginning of our journey, spiritual Israel's journey. And the first Passover in ancient Israel was their beginning. They had to keep the Passover just as it was necessary for us to keep the Passover last evening. Let's go back now to the 12th chapter of Exodus, where we read the account of the first Passover observed by physical Israel. And this occurred approximately 3,500 years ago, about the year 1445-1446. So let's go back to the 12th chapter of Exodus, and we find how the first Passover was to be observed how, we, how it was to be carried out. Uh, it was not decided by the people, but instruction came from Almighty God through his servant Moses and Aaron. Let's look at Exodus 12, verses 21 and 22. Exodus 12, verse 21 and 22. And then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves 
according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. So again, brethren, very clear instruction through his servant Moses. But, not, but they were not to leave the house till the morning. Very important that they obeyed God in this regard. And if they obeyed the destroyer, the death angel would not come into their houses, as the Bible states. Now, brethren, the words until morning, the Hebrew is the word bokshar, or bokar, B-O-C-H-E-R. And it comes from the Hebrew word meaning breaking through of daylight. Now, we've heard this before, but it's very important to understand this. Or the coming at sunrise. So the Israelites did not leave their home till dawn the next morning. And that included Moses and Aaron. Let's notice the events of that night, brethren. Again, back to Exodus 12, and verse, starting in verse 29. And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he, all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we shall all be dead. But as noted, brethren, in verse 21 and 22 of that same chapter, which we've read already, Moses and Aaron, along with all the Israelites, were not to leave their abode that night and go out on the night of the 14th, the night portion of the 14th. Now, let's look at Exodus 10 and verse 28 to 29. Exodus 10, verse 28 to 29 then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Take heed to yourself and see my face no more. For in the day you see my face, you shall die. So Moses said, You have spoken well. I will never see your face again. So, brethren, how is this reconciled with Exodus 12 and verse 31 where it says, He called for Moses and Aaron by night. Last year, Mr. Hobich noted that in Exodus 12, verses 30 to 31, the words called for Moses is from the Hebrew word quara, uh, Q-A-R-A-H, meaning address or declare to meet and encounter. So a message, in effect, was sent by the hands of a messenger who would encounter Moses. And this would, of course, would make it consistent with not seeing their face anymore. They did not see Pharaoh that night because Moses and Aaron obeyed God. Now, after the night was over, and, of course, dawn occurred, there are a number of activities and responsibilities that the children of Israel were involved in. 
And needless to say, they were filled with great anticipation. Uh, so after they stayed in their homes till morning, of course, they would uh, go to the villages and places where the Egyptians were, and they received from the Egyptians gold and silver and clothing. Uh, they gathered their own possessions as well, along with their herds and the flocks that they had. And then they traveled on foot for upwards of 20 miles. Some commentaries say it's 8 miles, but whatever the case, 8 to 20 miles from Ramses to Succoth. Let's read in Exodus 12, verses 34 to 39 at this point. Exodus 12, verse 34 to 39. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians." And then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot besides children. A great uh, multitude of upwards to three to four million people, brethren, leaving Egypt at that time. A mixed multitude went out with them also, or likely Egyptians and other, others from other ethnic backgrounds. So mixed multitude went up with them also, and flocks and herds and a great deal of livestock. And they baked unleavened bread or cakes of the dough which they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared provisions for themselves. So this all occurred the day period of the 14th after the Passover evening. And they began leaving Egypt the night portion of the 15th. You can also refer to Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy 16 and verse 1. Let's just go over there. Deuteronomy 16. And verse 1. Where God says. Observe the month of Abib or Nisan. And keep the Passover to the Lord your God. For in the month of Abib. The Lord your God. Brought you out of Egypt. By night. So this had to be the 15th of Nisan. The Passover was kept. On the night portion of the 14th. But what a scene brother. Outwards of, again, three to four million people leaving Egypt with their flocks and herds. But it is interesting to note that they went up in orderly ranks. There is no chaos in how they moved out of Egypt. You know, God is a God that does things decently and in order. Let's look at Exodus 13, uh, verse 18. Exodus 13 and verse 18, it states, So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. So done decently in order, brethren, and that's God's way. But what is also amazing is that they accomplished all of this in such a short amount of time. So this leaving and how they left Egypt was really quite miraculous because God was involved. Just as our leaving of this world, brethren, required a miracle from God, where God had to be involved in our life. Can you imagine, though, the, the city of Toronto, the people of the city of Toronto, vacating the city in such a short amount of time? I can't. 
You go on the 401 during the any time during the day, there's utter chaos. So what would happen? It would things would not be done decently and in order. So this this itself was a miraculous event where God was involved. Let's continue in Exodus 12 verses 40 to 42. Exodus 12 verse 40 to 42. Now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, on the very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Then it goes on to say, it is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. Then it says, this is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations and that sounds pretty important to me and hopefully it's important to you those statements god expects us to be here with his people this evening not straggling behind and catching up on the first day of unleavened bread so we've seen brethren that the passover was on the night portion of the 14th of nisan and the night to be observed occurred on the 15th of nisan this time of year starting with the Passover and leaving this world or spiritual Egypt and Babylon, represents a time of forgiveness. It represents a time of miracles and also a time of gifts. Brethren, our calling is a miracle from Almighty God. We could not begin the journey out of this world without God's involvement in our lives. And we know as well that he never leaves us or forsakes us. Israel's calling out of, the, out of Egypt was also a miracle. And God was with them in the wilderness. He never left them or forsook them. Brethren, we have been granted the gift of repentance. We've been given and provided forgiveness of our sins. God has freed us from the penalty. He's freed us from slavery of sin, where it does not reign in our mortal bodies, as Paul states very clearly in Romans 6. And God also freed Israel, physical Israel, from enslavement in Egypt, which, of course, is a type of sin. And then we have been given the wonderful gift of God's Holy Spirit, which enables us to proceed, brethren, with God's help and strength to overcome and finally enter the kingdom of God at the return of Jesus Christ. And Israel, brethren, was enlightened, you, could, you might say, by the fire in the camp at night and the cloud during the day he did not take it away from them as, as he states in, in, in his word in that sense God enabled them to proceed as God directed you see God was always with them God gave them miracle food he gave them water in the desert and we have Jesus Christ brother to feed on and we have the gift of God's Holy Spirit let's turn to Deuteronomy 29 in verse 5 to get an indication of some of the miracles that were given to ancient Israel at that time. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 5. Let's start in verse 4. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear this very day. And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. So miracle after miracle 
after miracle. The shoes and sandals never wore out. Now, what does God say in Matthew 6:25? He says, do not worry about what you shall put on. You know, what you will put on, God will provide for us. And God does provide for us. Again, brethren, he never leaves us or forsake us on our journey in this world, in the wilderness of this world. So the Passover and this evening to be observed involves a series of miracles, both for Israel in the wilderness of Sinai and for us in the wilderness of this world. And the parallels, brethren, are are truly amazing. But we should truly rejoice this evening each and every one of us. But while doing so, let's think again of the miracle of our calling and God's involvement as we leave the ways of this world. Tomorrow, brethren, no doubt we will learn more of what it takes to leave this world at the gathering on the first day of unleavened bread. So at this time, a baptized male in God's church should ask the blessing on the meal this evening. So again, brethren, have a wonderful, wonderful night to be much observed.